0: everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. It is me, Patrick, your host, here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. How you doing today, Lucas? Welcome back, man. I know it's been a little, little long, but off-seasons is very, very, very close uh, to being over, and we got training camp on the horizon.
1: No, I'm good, Pat. I'm good. Back, good. Uh, Glad to be back in the big chair, man. You know, I can't wait to discuss actual, like, real basketball. Uh, games being played and the preseason is right around the corner, media day right around the corner. So you know I'm looking get back uh looking forward to getting back in the on uh, the swing of things man a swing of real basketball. Not any of these hypotheticals about if Pat or I could score an NBA player.
0: Um yes, yes sir. Um Patrick will always say he can. Uh anyways We got a lot to to go over, a lot of juicy, amazing things to cover. Um, We're going to go over some of the 2K ratings. But before we jump into that, we've had some news recently pop up regarding Robert Williams and that knee injury. Uh, Lucas, you want to go ahead and kick us off with uh, Robert Williams news?
1: So Robert Williams apparently needs a arthroscopic surgery on his knee. Uh, you know, they described it as quote a cleanup surgery. Uh and you know, Rob should be able to return early in the regular season at full strength. Uh, you know, this surgery, of course, on his left knee in which he tore his meniscus. Um, Pat, you know, I'm obviously not a doctor. Um, but my biggest question, Pat, you know, about this is I'm just curious as to why it happened so late into the off season right why is it happening right before training camp you know maybe rob didn't really feel any issue with his knee until he came you know to training camp or whatever or came to the facility kind of you know started really working out i guess and it felt off i don't know i could speculate about a lot of different reasons why i don't know why but that would be my biggest question um pat is why did it happen so close to the beginning of the season
0: yeah, I, I think that's going to be the thing that makes us like wonder, right? Like, why did they wait this long? And I'm not a doctor at all by any means. Uh, Lucas is not a doctor, but that doesn't mean that we can't have our opinions and and you know come up with some scenarios of why it might have. Um, my theory so far is that I think that these cleanups on his knee. I think there's more of them to come, and I think them waiting closer to the start of the season like this and him coming back kind of earlier like that. I think the timetable for him now will be do a cleanup there. And then I I wouldn't be surprised if he does like another cleanup of the knee, maybe closer to around that uh, all-star break area where he has a little bit more time to recover again. So that he's nice and fresh for the playoffs. Uh that's where my theory comes in, is that this might have been like a procedure where they also see that he might need a minor one again, like maybe less timetable coming in, but like an easier cleanup in the future. So like pinning it more of a they're just trying to timetable it correctly in order for him to to be really solid, I think, by a very important time of the year. Um, but it could be just uh maybe he started feeling something and then went out there and they're like, you know what? We actually need to go in there and clean it up. And they found it later than usual. And now we're going to be possibly without Robert Williams for a few weeks to go into the season and he misses training camp, but uh, it's, it's just, it's just nerve wracking, right? We don't ever want to see a guy who is obviously getting some knee surgeries. I mean, you're seeing stuff going on now with the Lonzo ball scenario and, the Lonzo Ball scenario scares me, and his his That's not a good
1: situation.
0: It's not at all, and we've talked about it too. What we've worried about Jalen Brown when he started having that knee tendinitis and everything. We were like, we don't want it to get progress into something. If he needs to take more time off, take more time off. Robert Williams's knee is scaring me more than that, right? So, especially because you know Lonzo Ball's having these like knee issues on Mars and him. He's a guard. Uh, big men tend to put more wear and tear on their knees and it's it's not looking too great, and Lucas I on a scale of one to ten man i'm I'm at like an eight on the worried scale like i I'm, I'm definitely not going to front like seeing Robert Williams and, and having that pop up on my feed i I definitely had a loss of breath for a second.
1: I mean, you know, obviously I obviously understand the concerns about Robert Williams, and I feel like I definitely had these concerns once upon a time, and you know the concerns are still there. I just think that. Rob back in the day when he was only playing, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game, right? Those concerns were very real for me. But once I've seen what he's able to do, I'm like, this might be bad, but I'll kind of go down with the burning ship. Like Rob really unlocks so much of what the Celtics are able to do defensively. I think we need to hope that he can end up staying healthy. You know, I don't think we should move Rob. Um, You know, if we move him and he stays healthy, that's going to be terrible. Um, and now I do like your theory, Pat, about maybe cleaning it up closer to the season so we can get through the season, you know, without another cleanup surgery potentially. However, as far as Lonzo is concerned, Lonzo's situation scares me more because Lonzo is being reevaluated in four to six weeks. Whereas Rob, you know, the 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 semantics they use are very important here when it comes to this stuff. Reevaluated in four to six weeks means he'll get another timetable in four to six weeks, right? Rob is expected to be recovered in four to six weeks, so I think that those words, you know, the semantics they use are very important. So Rob, listen, Rob should miss two weeks of the season, and then they're saying he should be ready to go. So, you know, Pat, I am definitely worried, you know, especially without the with the lack of depth at big man on our roster. Um, I say that like double it worries me that like the combination of those two things really do end up worrying me because if we had a Jakob Pertl. You know, if we had a younger guy who, you know, maybe could fill that role, obviously differently than Rob, because, you know, Jakub is a wildly different player than Rob, but you know, have a guy in there to step up, maybe Rashawn Holmes or something like that to step in and fill that void. If we moved on from Rob, I would feel a lot better about the situation, but we don't, we have Luke Cornet. So Pat, do with that what you will.
0: Yeah. And I think that's also like a worrisome, right? We look at our depth at the center position. You got Al Horford taking another year on his age and then Robert Williams, you know, with this concern, and and I want to just clarify too. Like, I, I'm an eight on the one to ten scale with Robert Williams, and if I was Alonzo person, like, I'd be a ten out of ten. Like, the the dude is uh, his career is in jeopardy. I think with his type of situation. Yeah, I feel and bad for the guy, man. I I just want to I hope that Lonzo Ball recovers, man. He's one of the players that I like and enjoy watching play basketball. I know Lucas and I have talked about him how. Um, before we thought he would have been like a good type of fit for us if we had the money at some point and like the way his style of play is and how he plays defense and is a great facilitator. He's just a, a wonderful player to watch, you know, and and I think he kinda goes under the radar as somebody who's who's pretty good at, at playing the point guard position in the NBA. He took a lot of uh steps and and I feel bad for Chicago Bulls too, man, because like that's you know, that's something they invested in and I thought they were they showed promise when they were all healthy, but you know, health is part of the factor, and that's why this Robert Williams thing um, definitely is concerning. Uh, if this was like one of the first like situations with his knee, I, I'd probably be more like on a five out of ten. But being the fact that you know the history of Robert Williams and injuries, it's it's just not very comforting. It's it's just the alarm has to go off, and I'm not f- overly freaking out. I'm at an eight out of ten, strictly just because of the situation and how. Much it's happened to him as far as injuries go, and the reason I'm not freaking out though is like you said, Lucas. Like we we've, we've been preparing for it right. in a sense. We've been almost like there's a possibility that like we might only get three to four really really solid years from Robert Williams before like you know it's it's starts getting too bad to like manage. I mean,
1: once upon a time, Pat. I mean, I believe that Robert Williams was like a permanent player. He was like a twenty. 20- 20 to 25 minute guy, you know, early in his career. That's just what I thought he was going to be with the injury history. And obviously he proved that he could be much more than that. Obviously. I mean, I don't want to undersell Rob as a player. I mean, he's been phenomenal, but I hope, you know, his legs can handle it. Um, And hopefully he gets in with, you know, the Celtics get some of the best in the business here to, you know, not only obviously they're going to get the best in the business to do the surgery, but really try and make sure, you know, he's rehabbing the most best effective way possible. Obviously the Celtics are doing that, you know, they're a professional sports organization, but I think they should make that an incredible priority of theirs. Um, because like I said, man, Rob enables the Celtics to be what they are defensively. The Celtics are not the Celtics defensively. If you take out Rob and replace him with just, you know, your run of the mill average big man playing next to Al Horford, it's just not going to work. Rob really is special on defense when it comes to rim protection uh he was in the depoy race okay he was all defense man rob will is a beast man and uh let's just pray he can stay healthy pat and pat i'm sure his uh i'm sure his 2k rating probably took a little bit of a jump this year didn't it i bet oh that's only if i had to guess though
0: yeah well we're definitely gonna get into that area uh and then also with the Robert Williams news, I, I do think that we might end up seeing more Tatum at the four, you know, without the additional uh, big men on the roster. So I don't know necessarily how much we'll see uh, Al Horford next to another big man. I think we're going to end up playing a lot more smaller, you know, like I, I think that the the rotation there now kind of nips up a bit and you see Tatum maybe start the season at a four position rather than a three. And Celtics are just going to need to adjust, and, and hopefully are able to do that uh, very well. I, I do think though that the Celtics team is is deep enough now that like they can withstand like this hit right. The start of the season like I, I don't expect this to like knock them zero and five to start a year off if he misses five games or going like two and, two and three or something like that. I still think that they can float and be really one of the top teams even without Robert Williams for the time being. In the regular season, but when it comes to the playoff times and stuff like that, Robert Williams is definitely going to be pretty, pretty crucial. And then, yes, we hinted at uh, the 2K ratings. Just make sure that before we jump into that, that listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton? DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikkel Bridges before any rank list. That is right. It was the Brewski 150, and you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, this year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time, and Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the Premium tab to grab membership or draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. So check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues again with sports ethos. Make sure you guys do go over to the website, though, and check it out, man. We got great content all the way from fantasy basketball, fantasy football, just a bunch of like great, amazing guys that we get to work with. Uh, Lucas, guys really enjoy our time uh, getting to interact with some of our colleagues. But going into this 2K rating now, uh, there's a lot, lot to unfold here, man. Um, so uh, I think that you know we were really disappointed on last year seeing Marcus Smart uh, being ranked the same as Ennis Cantor. I'm sure Lucas, you remember that very well, as we were both just uh, kind yeah. of in shock.
1: Yeah, that pissed me off. I'll tell you that right now, Ronnie. 2K, you need to answer for your crimes. That's ridiculous
0: answer for your crimes absolutely uh so uh before we we go through the list of of the players uh nba 2k 23 ratings i wanted to get have lucas go ahead and try to guess some things first out of uh the celtics 2k ratings from 2023 and 2022 which three celtics made the biggest jump and in what order
1: I am going to say that Rob Will made the biggest jump.
0: Robert Williams, your number one?
1: That's what I would say.
0: Okay. And then what's your number two?
1: So, can you read me, uh, can you read me, read off the ratings real quick from this season?
0: Yeah. You want to know the 2K23 ratings?
1: Yeah. 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 Just just so I can get some.
0: Tatum's at a 93. Well deserved. Uh, Marcus Smart at an 82. Jalen Brown is at an 87. Al Horford is at 82. Robert Williams is at 85. Malcolm Brogdon, 82. Grant is at a 77. White is a 78. Gallo, 78. Pritchard, 76, and I threw some guys in just just for your fun. Um, Hauser and Cornet 71 and 70.
1: Well, Hauser better than Cornet, that's good for my agenda. Um, Absolutely. No, sorry, the re- 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 only one I need you to repeat is Al Horford. Al Horford's an 82. Okay, so I am actually going to switch. I'm going to switch my one and my two, Okay. I'm going to go with Grant as my number one and Rob as my number two. Okay. Because 77, I don't, I think I played 2K22. I think Grant was like pretty low. Okay. Um, And then third.
0: That's why I didn't want to give you those ratings because I didn't want to give you a hint.
1: (laughs) And uh, third, you know, I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm going to go, you said Tatum is a 94, 93? Uh, 93. And Jalen's an 88. Um,
0: Jaden's an 87. Oh, that's ridiculous.
1: Um, my third guess, I guess, and just say Pritchard for me one more time. There's no way he got that much.
0: Better. Pritchard is a 76.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, he can't. Yeah, yeah I'll go with Jason as my third, I guess.
0: Jason is your third?
1: Technically, Jason or Al.
0: Jason so or Al he, So technically, you're right. 100% right. But there was a, a four-way tie for the third most. Marcus. Oh, oh, hold on.
1: Let me, so I got, wait, wait. So it's Jason and Al. Yep. Okay. Smart. Yep. And up by three. Um, It wasn't Jalen, right? No, it wasn't Jalen. Was it?
0: Actually, it was only a three-way tie. I don't know why I said four-way tie. It's a three-way tie. So it's, okay, it's okay. Horford, so Smart, and Tatum. Yep.
1: Oh, look at me. Five for five. Let's go.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, just kind of a crazy crazy little thing. So Tatum went from 90 to 93. Uh, I like that. I don't know how you like that. I, I think that's well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. And then Marcus Smart jumping from 79 to 82.
1: Smart could be a little bit higher in my opinion. I know I'm a, I'm a huge Smart guy, so maybe I'm cloud But I think at least to 83, maybe 84 could have been fair.
0: I just think, you know, winning a, a defensive play of the year deserves better than a, a three-point jump. 82. But,
1: yeah. you
0: know, Ronnie 2K, you can uh, – you, you'll be you'll be awake again, I guess, you know, since you want to rate him uh, right, so that exactly. Jalen Brown went from an 86 to an 87. This one might be one of the ones that I really dislike. I think him going up only one rating, especially with the most recency of him being in the NBA Finals and seeing – him only jumping one rating, I think, was kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, especially the way he p- performed in the finals. You know, I think he would have at least earned himself a nice little 88, 89. I understand not wanting to have him eclipse the 90 mark, I guess, if fear of the game developer, but at least 80, I think 88 or 89 is very fair.
0: I think he ends up at 88, 89 uh, in this 2K if uh, he didn't get hurt and then he ended up making the All Star game. I think that kind of maybe played into something, but. Um, just my two cents. Horford going from a 79 to an 82.
1: That's not disrespectful, man, 79.
0: That was disrespectful last year. But to be fair, I mean, he took like a whole year off. People didn't know how much he had left in the tank. Totally get it. And Horford kind of started to play off his mind a little bit at times. Um, Robert Williams, second most jump, going from a 79 to an 85. 79 wow, I mean, to 85. Right. I, I really – I like that. I think I think it's just a very fair – it
1: was fair. a good That's jump, awesome.
0: right? I feel like Robert Williams and Marcus Smart should have had the same jump, though.
1: 79 to 85. Yeah. yeah, yep. That's fair. I mean, Rob definitely needed that big-time jump, and I think they're just disrespecting Smart a little bit, honestly, offensively still.
0: I, I definitely do, especially with the way he was playmaking later on in the season into the playoffs. So
1: I mean, because that guy is a menace on 2K defense. He's been a menace for like four, since like 2K18. But offensively, they give him no jumper. They give him no they handles. He,
0: he better have some Hall of Fame badges with that uh, defensive play of the year. That's all I'm saying.
1: Absolutely some Hall of
0: Fame badges. Uh, Malcolm Barton was not on the Celtics last year, but I still pulled up his uh, ratings from last year, and he was an 82. And this year, he's an 82. I, I, I'm i okay with that. I don't really see a, a pushback in there. Grant going from a, a 70 to 77. Well, 7 overall jump.
1: Sheesh. I knew he was lowering. Because, see, the thing about me, Pat, is I'm the type of video game player, right, where I don't care what the ratings are. I'm playing. I'm going to play the players that really play. So, so even if Cantor is a 79 or Freedom was a 79, and friggin' Grant was a 70. I was playing Grant over him and I was getting buckets. So good for Grant jumping up those seven points, man. Hopefully I can actually take some, take and make some corner threes with Grant this year in 2K. You,
0: you know what, Lucas, you are gonna be pretty angry though. You know, Grant falling at 77 is still too overall shy of what Ennis
1: Cantor started last year as. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous still. But uh I wonder what his I wonder what his three point rating is. His corner three, he better have that corner three badge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Derek White from San Antonio Spurs in 2K22 was a 78, and he's going to be a 78 again. Uh, definitely don't agree with this one. I th- I think that Derek White is a you know an 80. Like I think a solid 80 is fine with him. You know he he does uh, a number of little okay, things. 70, 70- I'll, meet, I'll meet
1: y'all right in the middle.
0: Seventy nine is not bad either, but like, if my thing is like, if you're gonna set the bar at Ennis Cantor last year, so you had Ennis Cantor as a one overall higher than Derek White last year to start the season, like, come on, bro. Like, I don't know, you gotta you gotta start at eighty then. If Cantor's a seventy nine to start a year, I just I am gonna have a higher expectation though.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably more about them overrating Cantor than underrating White. I would, I think seventy nine or eighty is pretty fair. I would probably go, I would probably lean seventy nine for uh, Derek White on two K.
0: And then we got Gallo going from a 79, and he actually trended down to a 78. That's fair. He's the only person on the Celtics roster that's overall went back, back down from one area.
1: So Pritchard stayed the same, right?
0: Pritchard went from a 76 to a 76.
1: Okay. And ha- then, uh, Hauser. Hauser and Cornette no, did not no,
0: have a 2K rating um, to start the year last year that I could find.
1: So how's it went from 55 to 71? Look at my guy shining.
0: Look at him go, man. He is, uh, he's <laughs> out here. The fact that the Celtics uh, don't have a guy under, you know, 70 overall in like that first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 men deep. So yeah. 12 guys deep and all 70 plus, you know, like it's kind of a crazy little thing, but man, overall, man, I think the the Celtics got a pretty good rating for most of their players. And, and they should be pretty happy with the guy. I, I do like that the Jason Tatum love has finally, you know, risen. Like that that 93 made me feel good because I remember last year we were like 90, you know, that was kind of like, oof. Um, but Jason Tatum, you know, getting up there a little bit more, a little bit more. So I'm hoping my my goal for Jason Tatum is I want to see him at a 95 at some point, you know. I think a 95 plus is – is is a good expectation for Jason Tatum. And I want to see Brown hit oh, the absolutely. 90s Whether it's ninety on the dot, I'm cool with. I just want to see it.
1: Yeah, I think Jalen's about to have a big year, so I think we'll probably see that. I think Jason's in line for a big year too, but I think Jalen's definitely coming into the earth with a little chip on his shoulder, man. And I cannot wait till real basketball starts. Patrick, you have no idea, man. I mean, honestly, thank God I had the WNBA to hold me over, of course, and Eurobasket actually. Um You know, those are two of incredibly high-level basketball, Um, you know, leagues, or not leagues, but the Eurobaskets, the tournament, and then the WNBA. Obviously, my sky went out in the semifinals, Pat. That was tough for me, but at the same time, Pat, you know, I became a fan of the sky probably five years ago. I've been a fan of the Boston Celtics since about 2003. So uh, Celtics games just hit a little bit different than any other type of basketball, so I am looking forward to that. Um, Although, shout-out to the Las Vegas Aces, man. I mean, they've been in line for a WNBA title for a while now. Chelsea Gray was just ridiculous all playoff runs, And Asia Wilson is the face of the WNBA. So I am glad that Becky Hammond left the NBA and went over there and immediately got some WNBA success. I love that.
0: Absolutely, man. Gotta love that, especially because Becky Hammond was somebody that we also were considering as a, a coach and wanted. Right. We we praised her. We were like, man, get to Becky Hammond to be the Celtics coach would be get awesome.
1: Becky Hammond in the building, yeah, please. man. But
0: hey, Becky Hammond doing her thing. She's doing a great over there. Um, proud of the Aces winning championship and and man, that kind of I think that does it, man. I don't think we have much more to add to this because we were saving some of the good content for you guys next week. Lucas and I will be breaking down the Celtics nba schedule it'll be our second time doing this will lucas again come out with some magic and just tear it off and not realize that he's predicting the future you guys should probably uh take whatever lucas says and run to vegas with it because this man this man tells the future without knowing that he's telling the future
1: i mean listen honestly that was kind of crazy pat how close i got to the actual record however i will not um, back, Pat's statement. Although, Pat, I really appreciate that you got faith in me. Do Lucas not will not be I responsible for
0: your money, is what he's saying. He just doesn't want to be counter responsible.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, That's pretty much exactly what it is, Pat. I'm really looking forward to do that show because that show was so much fun last year. I'm really looking forward to do it again. And honestly, Pat, I mean, we can talk about the over under too. I think the Celtics over under was what? I think it was like 58 and a half games, I read somewhere. Fifty nine games. I mean, that's a pretty.
0: I am sure it's going to change with the Robert Williams news. So we'll probably end up getting a new line that we can provide uh, once we do like the schedule and stuff as well. Let's kind of see if we're going to end up at that area because I mean that that's got to affect something, right? Uh, I don't know if uh, it changed since the Gallo injury, but then then also having Robert Williams possibly be missing like a week or two to into the
1: season that could change. So right now, as of as of right now, Celtics win total fifty five and a half.
0: Oh, see, it must have moved. It must have moved a bit.
1: So that's – okay. So 55 and a half. I mean, that's a pretty good line. Pat, I mean, we can just say quickly here before we close out the show. Do you think you kind of – you know lean under that or do you think you would lean over the 55 and a half wins it's a good line i'll admit. the
0: crazy big, the crazy part too is like when you said 58 i was thinking lower right like i was like oh 58 lower but because the number i was like thinking i was like oh i'm probably around like 40 like 54 57 like that was like my area like i was like hanging around there so that line kind of just really hits me i'm going to go with i'm going to go with the under because it's 55 and a half I think that fifty-five is a really good number to hit, fifty-four, fifty-five. Um, but there's definitely a possibility for like a fifty-six, fifty-seven win season.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, I probably lean under two, but Pat, if I was giving somebody betting advice, man, I would say stay uh, away yeah, from that. Yeah, definitely. One. But you could just can actually
0: say- ask our professionals uh over at the Ethos, sports ethos, uh, betting wager shows, and they will actually probably give you a lot better advice than we probably can because,
1: <laughs> absolutely, no, those guys are in it full time, man, and they're really good. You know, they've definitely helped me earn some coin myself, so definitely go check those guys out, absolutely,
0: yes, sir. And, and thank you again, guys, so much for stopping by here at the Spotify live room and checking out the live recording, also. Make sure you guys head over to Twitter and follow the account at ethos Celtics. You can also follow Lucas at Luca underscore gainer. You can follow me at ball and opinions. Make sure you guys also head over to Spotify and Apple podcasts, wherever you guys are listening to the show. Make sure you guys look at that five-star rating and review. We appreciate all the love and support that we do get. And man, we, we, we see it, we hear it. And the more you guys support and, and you show us that love, then the more we're able to give you content and, Lucas and I can kind of continue doing these podcasts, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate everybody who swings by, everybody who downloads the show. Pat, we're going to get cranking here. We're towards the season, so things are going to be much more regular. You know, with us, man, I can't wait for real basketball. I'm going to break. I'll give you a 75-minute breakdown of the first preseason basketball game. That's how that's how ready I am to get back into this, man. Yes, yeah,
0: sir. Well, thank you guys again for for stopping by, and we out.